You will hear good news. Yes. <laughs> you will hear good news. Who was here last night? Sure. Okay, most people were here last night. Good. Because last night's message will really help you to receive tonight's message. So tonight's mes last night's message was to help you to receive the gospel, to get your mind out of the way, get in the Spirit of God and receive what He wants to give. So now tonight you're going to get what He wants to give. <laughs> so last night's message was so wonderful. It was so important. Because most of the time we reason, 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 reason and the word bears little fruit. But when we just receive much fruit. So now tonight we're going to just receive and there's going to be fruit. Okay? So God doesn't give His word to us to keep us busy. He gives us His word so that we can have life. It's called the word of life. Alright, so in, in 1 John chapter 1, he says, We are writing to you about the word of life, what we have seen, what we have heard, what we have touched. We're speaking about Jesus. We are writing to you about the word of life. Okay? Later on he says, We are preaching this to you so that you can have the fellowship that we have. Right? So it's, he's speaking of the word of life, we're preaching to people so that the people can have the fellowship that we have. And the fellowship that we have is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. So that fellowship brings life. There is no life outside of the fellowship with Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ gave His life he, he became born, the Holy Son of God, sinless. He took on Himself a human body. He went through all the temptations that you have experienced, but He never sinned. Not once did He sin because the seed of God was in Him. Alright? So that spirit carrying through, Destroying all temptation in his body. Okay? And then the sinless one, the holy, perfect, blameless, spotless Lamb of God, was slaughtered on the cross so that we can live. His sinless, perfect blood was shed so that we can be cleansed, so that we can be perfected. So that we can enter into life and live and not die. Okay? So, <laughs> this whole book, if you really start reading, it's much more, I see much more a message about life and death than I see a message about heaven and hell. Yeah. Is there heaven? For sure. Is there hell? Yes. But, the, the, the center of the message is God wants to give you life. life. He came to give you life. He came to save humanity from death. Okay, so a lot of people take the message of grace, the message of the gospel of Christ, the truth of God, and they try to make it extra, super duper GTI V6 with two turbos grace. But in their minds, they try to make it better than it is. But not realizing that it is the best thing already. Yeah. So they dilute. Yeah. Okay, so, so what they say is, if God is a God of love, would He send someone to hell? And then they start reasoning, 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 reasoning. And they say, no, uh, no, you know, uh, everyone is already the same. There's no difference. And, and even, this, even the devil will be saved. And they say things like, uh, everyone will be, uh, will be going to heaven even if they don't believe. Yeah. They preach a message and they say these words, you don't believe. You don't have to believe. Yeah. Well, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? 
because this Bible is full of the word believe, especially the book of John. I mean, it's full, 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 full. Every page, believe, 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 believe. Yeah. I mean, John 3:16. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son so that whosoever believes in Him. So there's a qualification. There are a certain group of people, they who believe in Him, might not perish but have eternal, everlasting life. Okay. Life means you live. It doesn't mean you die and then you live in another place. It means you live. But what we've heard all, all these years, reading the scripture, John 3:16, we've heard this. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son so that whosoever believes in Him might not go to hell but might go to heaven. Yeah. That's what we heard. Yeah. That's what we understood. But it's not what it says. Yeah. It says, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son so that whosoever believes in Him might not perish, which means die, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life means it does not stop. It means it's unbroken. It means eternal life means it's life without death. Okay? So, uh, the message is about a word that comes and brings life in you. But it says, I loved what he says in the offering, because this applies the same with life, that you might that you might have eternal everlasting life. So, that you might be prosperous, that you he died, he became poor, so you might become rich. He died so that you might have eternal everlasting life. Okay, let, let me, I'm not disqualifying you. What I'm saying is, step into it. What I'm saying is, why don't we just grab a hold of the word and live it? Why don't we stop reasoning about what, what we see happening and try to explain the word with newspapers and try to explain the word with what's, what we see happening around us. And let's just take the word as it's there and believe it. And let the word bear fruit. And if the word bears fruit in us, then we demonstrate something that was not seen before. Okay? So for instance, 15 years ago, we started hearing about healing the sick. So yeah, about 15 years ago, I met Prophet Kubis, and I just went to his church, and I just saw this guy. He's just throwing crutches, and there goes the guy. And I just... Look at this guy. He's making jokes in church and the, and the cripples walk. And I thought, I like him. So I just went and went and went and went and went. And I saw something. And then one day I realized, hey, but if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, no, more, 11, no, 12 years ago, I spoke with a friend of mine. And we just got in my car and we drove to an area called Pomolong. It's very, it's very poor. Uh, no proper, uh, you know, services and anything. It's, you know, shanty town. So I stopped my car and I walked in there. And the first people I met, they say, do you have pain? Yes, I have pain here. I said, can I pray for you? And I prayed, the first person got healed. So I said, wow, wow. are you serious? Is the pain gone? Yes, I told you it's gone. Why don't you believe me? So, so serious, but you're not joking. I said my pain is gone. <laughs> so the pain was gone immediately. Why? Because I took the word, these signs will follow them that believe. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. And I went and I did it. Okay, so stopping reasoning and starting acting. Okay, so now, I saw the healing and I realized, my goodness, I never saw a miracle in my life. But the word clearly states they will get healed. Yeah. 
So we look at the reality around us. We say no one gets healed. Some goes to the doctor and they get healed and that's, that's okay. That's good. It's fine. Okay? But we never, I mean, the church I grew up in, we never saw, they even said, no, you can't go and lay hands on the people. But the Bible says, lay hands on the people. But so the truth says something. The reality says something different. Okay? So I don't go and try and find out what is the Bible saying by looking to what is happening to everyone. Oh, everyone is dying. Oh, so that means it doesn't speak of living, but it speaks of maybe living in heaven one day. But it doesn't say that. Okay? It doesn't say that. So let's see what it says. And if it sounds like a hard word, and it sounds like strange to your ears, then listen with your heart rather than with your mind. Last night's message. Because your heart is receiving it. Ah, this is the good news I've been waiting for so I can live. Your mind says, ah, how can this be? I've never seen something like this. Yeah, so switch off the mind. Let the heart receive. Stop disqualifying why it cannot be so. I believe this is the Word of God. I believe the Holy Spirit moved on the prophets of old. The holy men spoke under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So I trust God that the Holy Spirit will move upon your hearts tonight. That same Holy Spirit, the Spirit of seeing and hearing, the Spirit of revelation, so that you can understand what the Spirit of God is saying to you. So with every great revelation that's changed the world, every step the church has gone forward in the last 500 years, someone said something and the whole world cried, No, you're crazy. What are you saying? Oh, you're crazy. What are you saying? And then there were those who heard, Oh, this is the truth. And they ran with it and they bore fruit. Okay. So the word tonight, the word of life, you do not have to die. But you can live and not die. So that you might have eternal life. So this word is a word that might not appeal to your intellect. But I pray that it will hit your heart like a sharp arrow. Right, John chapter 11. Now, Lazarus died. You remember the story of Lazarus? Okay, let's start reading at verse 19. And a considerable number of Jews had gone out to see Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him while Mary remained sitting in the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Master, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's a good revelation. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Okay. Tell me. Did he say, I will never leave you? I will never forsake you? Thank you, Jesus. Has he gone, jumped on his V6 cloud and there he goes? To planet heaven? Or did he just step into the unseen? Thank you, Jesus. And then he then the Holy Spirit was poured out. Thank you, Jesus. The ascension. And the cloud received him out of their sight. They don't see him. Okay, that's Acts chapter 1. Chapter 2. And they were in all, all in one place in one accord. And suddenly there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. Cloven tongues of fire and divided upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke in other tongues. Where's Jesus? In the Spirit. Where's the Spirit? In you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. Are we not born of the Spirit? Are we not the temple of the Holy Spirit? Is He not the Spirit of life? Is He not the one who said, the thief comes only for to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Now that one saying that is present right now inside your heart. So when we get conscious of His presence and we start to tune in to Him and we are aware of His presence, being aware of His presence manifests Him, manifests life. And it changes our body. It changes everything. There's a manifestation. There's a difference between someone who is aware of the Holy Spirit and someone who is not aware of the Holy Spirit. And that difference is the manifestation of the Spirit of life. Okay. So, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Okay? So now, and even now I know that whatever you ask from God, He will grant you. Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. Martha replied, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. One day. So that's how we are. God speaks to us. He said, we, we go to yesterday. Ah, oh, if you had been here yesterday. Then he says, this, he gives us a word. One day. One day. One day. One day. Now, look at Jesus' reply. Jesus said to her, I am. Right now, I am with you. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes on me, although he may die, yet he shall live. Now, we've, we've known that. If someone dies, they are in Christ. They will be resurrected at the last day. We believe in the resurrection, right? Yeah. So we believe if someone dies and we bury them, they get resurrected at the last day. That's, I'm not speaking now of someone died and we go and resurrect them. That's, we need to do that. I mean, we really need to step into that. And I know <laughs> it's happening here. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is, even, even if someone goes to the ground, Jesus resurrects them at the last day. Okay, so that's fine. But there's something higher. There's something better. There's something that God has reserved for us. A gift that He wants to give us. That we, that we don't, you know, that's the default and He will get us there and He will, and it will be fine forever. We will live. But how about we never taste of death? How about we just live? How about we receive the spirit of life and we live? So next verse, he says, And whoever continues to live and believes in me shall never actually die at all. Do you believe this? Martha said, I believe you are the Christ. <laughs> it's a difficult thing for the mind to, to think, ah, I'm not going to die. Our minds go, oh, all the gears go, but the heart, a word comes from the heart of God and brings fire and we burn and we live. There's something that the spirit wants to manifest in this world and that is life. Jesus has victory over death. Jesus conquered death for you. Jesus conquered death for you. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for a word of life that can bring life to our bodies, that can bring life to our souls, that can infuse our spirits with the spirit of life. Let's start at verse Eight, Hebrews chapter 2, quoting out of Psalm 8. For you have put everything in subjection under His feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to man, 
He left nothing outside of man's control. But at present, we do not yet see all things subjected to man. Do you know that God subjected all things to you? God subjected all things unto you. Okay? But we do not yet see all things subjected. But we are able to see Jesus. Okay. I ask you. Can you see him? He's still unseen. Where can you see Jesus? Through the spirit of life dwelling inside you. You are in the light you see. You have fellowship. You hear his voice. He speaks with you. You feel his fire burning in your heart. You see the miracles he does through you. He shows himself to you daily. Just today. We were there at that shopping center to that side. Sakusile. We were there. So many people got healed this afternoon. We saw Jesus. We saw Jesus. We saw Jesus. I saw Jesus in the night. I saw Jesus in the prophet. I saw Jesus in Niku. I saw Jesus today. He shows himself. Recognize him. Remember John chapter 14. Show us the Father. Jesus says, have I been with you so long and yet you do not recognize me? Okay, show us Jesus. Have I been with you so long? <laughs> it's the same spirit. So he manifests. He shows. He shows his glory. He shows his signs. He shows his healings. He shows his miracles. But we are able to see Jesus. We see the manifestations, but still in our relationship, we stand. We see Him. We hear Him. We speak to Him. Okay? doesn't have to be physical. Okay? So now He says, Who was ranked lower than angels for a little while, crowned with glory and honor because of His having suffered death, in order that by the grace of God to us sinners, He might experience death for every individual person. Okay. If I do something for someone, do that person also have to do it? No. If we go to the movies and I pay the ticket for Godfrey, does he have to pay? No. So if he experienced death for every individual person, do you have to experience death? No. Verse 10. For it was an act worthy of God and fitting to the divine nature that he for whose sake and by whom all things have their existence in bringing many sons into glory should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through suffering. Okay, so he suffered for you to bring you into glory. He brought you to perfection by suffering on the cross for you. Okay. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason, he is not ashamed to call them brethren. So Jesus sanctified you. He made us holy by his blood and by giving us his Holy Spirit. Now we are sanctified. That means he now lives in us. Sanctified means set apart. For his use it's like a cup if you take a cup and you say this is now the sugar cup and you put it in the bag of sugar no one can use this cup for anything else this is now the sugar cup you write on it sugar sugar cup so now someone takes it and they go into the garden they do gardening and it gets full of mud they say hey who took my sugar cup and put it in the mug in the mud you take it, put it back in the sugar. Because it, I said it's the sugar cup. This is how God looks at you. He sanctified you for a purpose. If you mess it up, it's okay. The blood cleanses it and it takes you back and it puts you in your purpose. He said you are holy. If you are not operating in holiness, he just says, ah, no, it's an error. 
It's bless you there. That's what I said. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Caesar. I, I love cars. You yeah. know me five minutes, you know I love cars. Okay? So if you take a Ferrari, it's this high off the ground. Now you go off-roading with a Ferrari. You won't even get properly off the road because it will get stuck immediately. It's like, you get stuck, it's right there. Now the Ferrari goes, I went off-roading, I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy, I'll just remain here. No, the best thing is get the Ferrari on the highway as soon as possible because it's designed to go fast on the highway. If you've messed up, don't go, oh, uh, I've messed up, oh, I'm not worthy, oh, God is never going to like me again. No, get your hands on the sick and heal them as soon as possible. Because that's what God said. That's what you are, that's who you are. Thank you, Jesus. So what, when God gives you a gift, He doesn't take it back. He made you a son of God. He's not now, just because you didn't operate as a son, changing His mind, saying, ah, this guy is not a son, I'll just kick him out. It doesn't work like that. He said you're a son, His word remains forever. His word is forever settled in the heavens. His word has entered your heart. You are born of God. You are sons of God. That's who you are. You are forever holy, sanctified, forever completely cleansed and perfected. If we hear who we are with our hearts, we will bear fruit and we will look like what he said. God gives us life. It doesn't mean that if I mess up, he takes back the life. The life is working in us, changing us. When we are confronted with diverse lusts and ten temptations and stuff, God has sympathy. And He has compassion on us. Because He has been tempted in every respect as we are yet without sin. He's a merciful, sympathetic high priest relating to the things of God. He looks at you and He says, oh, this things, these things, these desires that's eating you up, it's, it's, oh, it's suffering. Oh, he says, I want to help you out of it. He doesn't stand there and say, hey, look at what you're doing. I don't like you. I'm going to hit you with a lightning bolt. That's not what he's saying. He's looking at you. He's, he's, he's experiencing manifestations of death. Let's get him out of it. Angels, come do this, do this. Let's get him out of it. Let's send a preacher to bring a word of life to get your heart free. So God hears the groaning of the sick people. Then He says, Gerrit, get some people together. Go to hospital. Because He cares so much for everyone who's suffering in the hospital. So God is doing something about it. He speaks. He says, oh, you have received life. Go give it. Go give it. Go give it. He goes and, he's, and, he's, and He speaks to Prophet William and He says, oh, get people, some radicals together. And go and change the city because he cares for every individual. This life that we have, he wants to bless people. He wants to bless the most unlikely ones. The ones who least deserve it. It's designed for them. Forgiveness is for those who cannot make it. That's all of us. It's, it's for the worst of the worst, me. It's the worst of the worst. I, I'm just saying, my Father, thank you for mercy. My Father, thank you for grace. Restore me to life again. Let me walk in the glory of your power. It's by grace. He cares for you. Listen to this, verse 14. Since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood in the physical nature of human beings, he himself in similar manner partook of the same nature, that by going through death he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death, that is the devil. 
Okay, let, let me explain this. Here comes Son of God, born in flesh, took upon Himself sinful nature. Okay, it sounds weird, but it's true. Took upon Himself sinful nature. So here He is now. Inside is the seed that cannot sin. The God nature that cannot sin. But He took upon Him the body with the flesh nature of human beings that can be tempted in every respect as we are. Okay, so remember Romans chapter 8, He says, he came in the guise of sinful flesh as an offering for sin. Okay? So here is Jesus in a, in a, in a flesh body. Same temptations. But every time a temptation comes, he says, it is written. It is written. It is written. And the devil fled from him. Okay. So he was tempted. All right? He took on our nature so that by going through death, he might bring to no effect him who had the power over death that is the devil so the devil had power over death so Jesus took the sinful nature thing that can be tempted and the devil had no effect on him because he never sinned so the devil could never accuse him because he never sinned so he went through death innocent and he, woke, uh, he, he came up out of it having conquered death Innocent blood. Innocent blood. So, how does the devil operate? Do you know what the word Satan means? It means accuser. Look at you, what you did. That's the human nature in the flesh, but Jesus conquered it. So, he said something so wonderful when he was there ministering with us. The blood of Jesus changes the nature changes the nature it changes your nature use that that example he said it's like if you put a donkey in a suit it's still a donkey even though it's in the suit the suit does not change its nature you you find it it says <laughs> Even though it's got a suit and tie. <laughs> you, take, <laughs> you take the pig, you put it in a suit. <laughs> it does not change the nature. You take a sinner and you place him under the blood of Christ and he becomes a son. Son of God, the blood of Christ deactivates the body for evil and it activates you to righteousness. It activates you to signs and wonders and miracles. He conquered death by going through death. He made to no effect him who had power over death, that is the devil, by going through death, for you. So now, he rose from the dead. In his physical body, body Jesus, in his physical body, rose from the dead. Right? He said, touch me. Touch me. He said, I'm not a ghost, touch me. He said, give me some fish, I'll eat. Because a ghost cannot eat. He says, let me show you. Here I am. Touch me. Okay? Physical body. There's Jesus. Resurrected. Okay. So in his body, sin was destroyed. The nature was destroyed. In his body, death was destroyed. So Jesus said, Paul said, do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Whoa. Do you not know that you are the body of Christ? Whoa. He is the head. You are the body. Wow. Okay. How does this head and the body thing work now? Because he came out of death in a human body. Yes, but he said, receive my spirit. 
The next day he said, he's, he's ascending. Cloud received him out of their sight. So a cloud came and he, was, he just disappeared. It's like heavens opened and there was just this cloud and he was gone into the unseen. Next chapter, Acts 2, the Holy Spirit was poured out. So Jesus in his body, in the spirit, the spirit in you. So the word became flesh in you. So he is the head, you are the body of Christ. A spirit needs a body to have an effect in this earth. You are the body of Christ. So he, he also said it at, the, at our conference. It's not the hand is not work, walking with me. My hand is not walking with me. My hand is not working for me. My hand is not acting for me. I act. I do something. When my hand does something, I do it. It's my body. Right, so now, Godfrey, come. He is a sick person. He's not really sick, but he's, he's a sick person now. So now he's praying, God, heal me, heal me, heal me. So here comes the Son of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. God acts. But he acts through his body. So life comes into a body by faith because the Holy Spirit comes. That same one that conquered death is now in you. Now the one who has conquered death is now inside me. He has control of me. I'm his body. There's a sick person. Jesus acted. Jesus acted. Not Jared. Jesus. When you, if you've seen me, you've seen him. You walk around. You see someone who's sick, you just touch them. And they yield. If you know who you are. This is, this is not arrogance. This is humility because you, you stand back and you let him be himself inside your body. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Godfrey. So when we believe the Holy Spirit takes over, but the Holy Spirit is life. So this life needs to touch the world. So we give the Spirit to as many people as we can. And we get everyone together and say, let's go. Let's go. Let's go touch the world. Let's go to the hospitals and heal the sick. Let's go give the Spirit to as many people as possible. Let it go. Let the flame go. Let the wind blow the flame and put the whole world on fire. This is how life works. It's a spirit. Life is a spirit. The Holy Spirit. And the Spirit can be given by the laying on of hands. The Spirit can be given by the preaching of the gospel. So Jesus died. He was raised again. That message carries the Spirit. You receive that Spirit by hearing the message with your heart. Okay, now you have the Spirit. You can do all things that He does. does. Nothing is impossible for you. You act as a son of God. Okay. There is, there is life because He conquered death. Christ is the resurrection and the life. I am in Christ. He's in His body. Sin is subdued. I am in Him. I am now His body. In the body of Christ, sin was subdued. I am in His body. I am now one with Him. Yeah. In the body of Christ, the devil is defeated. Him who had power of death. Life is here. I am the body of Christ. Yeah. Okay. All the promises, all the inheritance, all the things that you read in the Bible, all the glory, all the wonderful things promised, is yours when you realize you are in Christ. You are one with Him who is the resurrection and the life. In relationship. In fellowship with Him, the life manifests. Yeah. 
relationship not knowledge relationship when my heart and his heart is one relationship through the spirit by grace manifests immortal eternal everlasting life do you get what I'm saying one with him means I get all of the benefits I am one with him he is one with me everything he has is mine I disappear and he, he appears that's how immortality works immortality manifests through relationship with Jesus so don't try to be immortal live in relationship with Jesus hear and believe the word of life and go give it to someone else that is how it manifests it's so simple it's so simple okay the Bible says Psalm 118 I shall not die but live and declare the illustrious acts of the Lord I shall not die but live and declare the illustrious acts of the Lord okay okay the word declare we're going to 1st Corinthians 50 the word declare okay remember John chapter 1 eh? verse 18 no one has ever seen the father no one has ever seen God but the son has come King James to declare him amplified to manifest him to make him known to declare him oh I shall not die but live and declare the illustrious acts of the Lord so I shall not die but live because I am a son moving in the miraculous manifesting the life the more I preach I'm infused with life the more I give the life I experience more life the grace we grow in grace that life manifests by grace we grow in grace so grace received grows in us a manifestation and life takes over death I'm saying the same thing in different ways okay first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 46 but it is not the spiritual life which came first but the physical and then the spiritual so the physical life came first Adam the spiritual life came second Jesus manifested the first man Adam was from out of earth made of dust earthly minded the second man is the Lord from out of heaven did you hear that the second man the second man that means those who are born again is the Lord from out of heaven so when you see the second man you don't see individuals you see Jesus the Lord the manifested Christ I see the manifested Christ in him and then no 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 the Lord of glory right now those who are made of the dust are like him who was first made of the dust earthly minded and as is the man from heaven so are so also are those who are of heaven heavenly minded carrying the thoughts and purposes of his heart the mind of Christ remember last night haha <laughs> and just as we have borne the image of the man of dust so shall we bear the image of the man of heaven did we see the image of the man of dust every day he says just as so also so as sure as we saw Adam at work in our lives every day until we got born again so sure we will see the heavenly image completely manifested in us in our lives okay now he says but I tell you this brethren flesh and blood cannot become partakers of eternal salvation and inherit and share in the kingdom of God nor does the perishable that which is decaying inherit and share with the imperishable the immortal okay that doesn't disqualify you he says flesh and blood with other words 
the old nature. The old nature. Trying to do things by the works of the flesh. Trying to do things by effort. Cannot inherit. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 6. He says, he calls all those things, you know, drunkards and all those things, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? I'm not, I'm not picking on anyone. I'm just saying that's what he says. There's a long list of things. Yeah. Cannot inherit. Flesh and blood cannot inherit. Yeah. But do you know that Acts chapter uh, 20 verse 32 says, yeah. I commend you to God, yeah. to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up yeah. and give you your inheritance among the saints. So we don't stand on flesh and blood to get our inheritance. We stand on the word of His grace, which is able to build us up and give us our inheritance. So you are qualified by grace and not by flesh and blood. Hallelujah. Take notice, I tell you a mystery. An event decreed and hidden purposes of counsels of God. We shall not all fall asleep in death. But we shall all be changed. So change is coming, people of God. Change is coming. Okay, we shall not all die. We shall all be changed. Some will die and be resurrected. But some will live and live. Some will live. Some will die and live. But some will live. Okay, now, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the, the dead has been raised here. When the dead guy was raised, did he disappear? No. Did he go to heaven? No. Or was he on this earth walking around here? Yeah. Okay. Death. Are you, are you hearing me? Yes. Death is not the way to the Father. <laughs> Death is not the way to heaven. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus is the door. Not death. Death is not the door. Jesus is the door. Death is not the way. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Death is not the way. If someone died, where, where will they be resurrected? Right here. Jesus was crucified on this earth. But he was raised from the dead on this earth. That's his creation. This is where everything happens. We are not waiting to catch the heaven flight. That means that heaven, one day in heaven, one day in sweet by and by, is not the last destination. It means those who died and are there with Christ in heaven right now are waiting for the resurrection. They are sitting there waiting for us to figure out who we are because all creation is waiting, groaning, waiting, waiting, waiting for the sons of God to be made manifest so that creation can enter into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. So everyone is waiting. But we are waiting to go to heaven. No. This is where things happen. You have this life. You have this natural life. And in this natural life, where your body is alive and you breathe and you see and you walk around and you eat. In this life, you have the opportunity to acquire a higher life. To be made one with the life, the eternal life of Christ, so that that life can touch you forever and you will live and not die. So the natural life is like a window of opportunity. And we receive grace. 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 Life will manifest. And people will live by the life of Christ. Longer and longer and longer. But I tell you, there will be people walking over that will live and not die. Why not us? 
Why not us? He says, I tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we shall all be changed. We shall all be changed. So those who are in heaven, they're waiting. Okay. I'm not even going to go into the end times. It's going to take too long. But it says in 1 Thessalonians 4, he keep, He's bringing them with Him here. So the playing field is here. We, they are waiting for the resurrection. Because there will be a resurrection. So then all those, Auntie Susie who is in heaven, and Granny and Uncle and Papa who is in heaven, is now then back. <laughs> There's a resurrection coming. Do you get what I'm saying? Don't discount the earth. This is where it's happening. We are living here. God wants to revive this earth. Revive means bring life. He wants to bring life to this earth. And He wants you to live. And He wants you to live without sickness. He wants you to live without curses. He wants to live you without death. He wants you to live without death. He wants to bless you. Until the whole earth is changed and recreated in the glory of God. Into the, in the glorious liberty. Earth will not be recreated if the sons does not realize who they are. So we need to realize this. That our portion is life. Our portion is not to die and go away. So people think, ah, oh, I'm just going to suffer here on earth. One day I'm going to be in heaven. Forget that. No. Why? How about we can just live without any suffering here? Because Jesus suffered for us. No pain. No sickness. No death. No disease. No debt. No lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Life in every area of your being. Verse 53, for the perishable part of us must put on the imperishable. Our body, perishable, must put on the imperishable. Perish means, there it goes. All flesh is like grass and the flower of grass fades, drops off. First Peter 1. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Are you born of the flesh or are you born of the word? You are born from the immortal, incorruptible word of God. First Peter 1. You are born of the everlasting, incorruptible word of God. All flesh is like grass, a flower fades, drops off. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Do you not realize that you are born of the word? The word endures forever. Okay. The word of life. (laughs) Word of life. And the perishable part of us must put on the imperishable nature. And this mortal part of us, this nature that is capable of dying, must put on immortality. Freedom from death. Okay, if we look around and we look at what's happening in the world, the human body is capable of dying. So we're not, I'm not telling you that you can never say, oh, I'm not allowed to say anyone can die. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there is a power that can change your body. So that you might have eternal life. So, Something needs to influence and affect and change and infiltrate and infuse our bodies to live. Okay. This perishable part must put on imperishable. This mortal part must put on immortality. Yes. Okay. O death, where is your victory? Verse 55. O death, where is your sting? Now sin is the sting of death. And sin exercises its power upon the soul through the law. If sin is the sting of death, what can we say about that? Your sins are forgiven. If sin exercises its authority 
it's, it's thing on the soul by the law, then what can I say about that? You are no longer under law, but under grace. You are no longer under law. So the devil uses your inability to keep the law to accuse you to minister death to you. But Jesus died for you. In Christ, you have been made alive. The law has been taken away. So the, the devil cannot use the law anymore as a weapon against you. He cannot accuse you. So no more death. Has anyone in this place, you can just be real for a moment. Has anyone in this place ever accused yourself in your heart? Don't take on the role of Satan in your own life. Don't accuse yourself. Don't inject yourself with stuff that's going to paralyze you. When that feeling of self-accusation and condemnation comes, I am a son of God and I'm forgiven. And I'm washed in the blood of Christ. What you do cannot change what Jesus did for you. Hallelujah. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives you the victory. How? By the preaching of the gospel. He gives you the victory by setting your soul once and for all free from condemnation and guilt and sin. He gives you the victory by telling you what Jesus did for you, who you are because of what He did for you. Sets you free. Son of God. Okay. Romans 8, verse 10. But if Christ lives in you, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the Spirit is alive because of the righteousness that He imputes to you. Okay. Although your body, perishable mortal, although your body be dead by reason, <laughs> dead by reason of sin and guilt. So with other words, my body is being death is ministered to my body when I'm reasoning about my sin and guilt. I think, ah, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. My body goes, Bleh. although your body be dead by reason of sin and guilt, the spirit is alive because of righteousness that has been given to you by grace, imputed to you. So I preach to you. You sitting, maybe the whole day, you're sitting there, oh, I feel so bad I did this. Oh, I feel so bad I can't stop thinking about this thing. Oh, I feel so bad. Oh, I feel like such a sinner. Ah. I know I'm in a human body. I understand. Okay. I've struggled for years, but God helped me. Though your body be dead by reason of sin and guilt, the spirit inside you is alive. Because you heard the message of the gospel, you have been made the righteousness of God. Righteousness being impurity. You've been you've believed your sins are forgiven. You are now righteous in God's eyes. Okay? Living spirit, body being dead. Now listen, verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Okay? He dwells in you because of the righteousness that has been imputed. You're still with me? If the Spirit of Him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then He who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So it works like this. I hear the message of righteousness. I hear the message of forgiveness. I hear the message of the grace of God. That message brings life to me. Life is imputed because righteousness is imputed. My spirit inside me is alive. But if that same spirit now dwells in me, and that same spirit raised Christ from the dead, and now that spirit dwells in me, 
He will affect my body. He will restore to life my mortal body. Do you see what I mean with a window of opportunity? You have this life. You are alive. You're breathing right now. Feed on the word of grace. Hear it every second you can. Feed on the word of grace. Turn to God. Use, buy out the time. Every moment you can. If, if, you have, if you're not doing anything, stir up the spirit. I'm not saying now being in works and... No, go and sleep and have awesome dreams. Be at rest. Be at peace. Okay? Maybe I'll speak about the rest thing and reigning on the throne tomorrow. Stuff that's in my heart. Ooh, resting in the righteousness of God. <laughs> Your words become powerful and stuff happens. Okay, so maybe tomorrow we'll speak on that. I'll hear what God is saying. But what I'm just saying is, receive it now. Don't let years go by by reasoning. Don't question the message for years and years and years and lose years. Because in those years you could have experienced the grace and the joy and the peace. You could have experienced the glory of Him taking you out of your debt. And do, do you hear what I'm saying? It's real, people. The Spirit of God is real. And He is real every day in your life. He can take you out of everything. And I think one of the one, most wonderful examples of someone who has, has learned to receive from God and who has shown tremendous fruit in a short time. Here he is. Someone who receives and there's fruit. Receive this man. If you want to go forward in life fast, if you want to go in, in, in your spiritual walk, you want to go, hear what he's saying. Don't miss a meeting. Spend time. Come. Wrap shoulders with this man. Come and sit here. Spend time here. I don't care who you are and what you're busy with. But this year is important to this nation right now. And I'm telling you, you need to hear him. You need to hear him because what he's saying brings life to you. You can't afford to miss a meeting. It's death and life. It's death and life. Why, don't, why do we want a second longer to have death in, uh, effective in us? Why don't we just turn and receive life? Here he's sitting. A gift of God sent to this nation, sent to this city. Okay? So God sends his gift to bring life. Here. Do you know how privileged you are to have these meetings? I mean, books are written. Biograph books are written to describe this kind of thing. And hungry people all over the world. Oh, look what happened in, the, in Dion Moody's time, in Whitfield's time, Alexander Dowie, Amy Semple McPherson, Kenneth. Oh, man, you should see those Kenneth Hagen videos. He's just standing there. He's, he's standing there. He's an old man. He's saying, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's chaos in the church. Everyone is rolling around and freaking out and laughing and it's chaos. And they have a heap offering this high. Money, watches, car keys, anything. <laughs> this high. He's just standing there. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Spirit of God moving in the place. What an awesome man of God. In those meetings of Prophet Kubis, what? how awesome was that? Do you know how precious these meetings are? Do you know how precious it is? People fly from the other side of the world to be here. People, and they will come here. You will see them. They will come to Kulumani. What you have is precious, 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 precious. It's worth more than all the gold in the world. It's precious. God working in our midst. It's precious. It's rare. It's precious. Receive him, receive him. Okay. The point of the word of God is the word preached brings a manifestation of spirit. It brings life. Yeah. Amen. That's it. Word brings life. Yes. 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 Yes.
The word of grace gives you a relationship with him who is the resurrection and the life. It will cause you to live and not die. So this, here's the simplicity of it. Jesus died for you. Your sins are forgiven. Now you can live. That's the simplicity of it. Say glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for life. We receive it, Lord. We receive your grace. We receive your life. We receive the light of the cross. We thank you for your grace. Come into our hearts. Have an effect. Do what you will. Here we are, Lord. Please use us.